0: And welcome to the VSA Capital Tech and Transitional Energy podcast, which we're recording a day late on Friday, the 24th of March, because I've been traveling for regular listeners. You'll know that I've actually been uh, in Dubai and also then in Kenya. Um, Very interesting trips. Uh, Obviously, at VSA, we're always looking for two things, really. New pools of capital, because London has so few at the moment. Uh, and also, uh, companies, new companies to act for, interesting deals, MA deals, you name it. I'm a great believer, Phil, as you know, because I'm always saying to you lot as a team, ideas do not come out of the screen. You have to go and find them. You get on a plane, get out, wear out some shoe leather. Uh, Dubai was fascinating, actually. I'll tell you why, because um, what amazing, I mean, it's a crazy place, by the way, absolutely crazy. And some of the buildings are just spectacular, but crazy as well. Um, but, you know, it's it's a sort of little oasis in the middle of the world which is number one run like a business rather than some of the sort of woke liberal governments in the west um you know if you work hard and are successful they love you and they'll, they'll let anybody in by the way as long as they work hard and are successful and they let you keep all your money without paying any tax they, they get their tax through consumption um if you don't work hard and you're just uh, just trying to go there for no reason at all because you fancy it then they'll kick you out I quite like that policy, um, but also the other interesting thing is it's it's like a safe haven there. You know, they there were Ukrainians there, there were Russians, they were mixing together. It, it's like this little bubble where you can be completely safe and where all the geopolitical risks go away because they're not going to confiscate your property because you're Russian and at war. They'll take the view that it, you bought it, it's yours, um, and it, it's it is this little safe sort of bubble. And you talk to people, and a lot of the reasons that people are there, it isn't. Obviously, they like the fact you don't pay tax, but it is this completely neutral geopolitical situation. It's sort of it's like a a Switzerland in the desert. Um, But Switzerland, of course, is so dragged into the EU. It's not quite as neutral as it used to be. And uh, actually, Switzerland has a rather weaker banking system as well, I suspect, obviously. But there you go. Uh, But Anyway, that's what I was doing there. Nairobi, I mean, extraordinary place. There was a a, a protest from the opposition government the first day I got there. So all my meetings were cancelled. And then I was actually visiting a, a gold mine, which has got nothing to do with tech and trends, so I won't bother to talk about it. Um, but it was uh, very interesting.
1: Anyway, there's my little intro, Phil. How are you, Phil? <laughs> very, very good. I uh, look well, fascinating to hear about Dubai. Do you know, last time I was out there, Andrew must have been 2002. How's that? But seeing one of the big investment funds, and I remember them telling me all about their plans for a stock exchange, for Palm Islands, and for a Formula One track. Who would have thought? That's how visionary they were. And yeah. So, but the uh, trouble is, yeah.
0: Dubai—they do have a Dubai Stock Exchange. It really hasn't gone anywhere, actually. They don't have a Formula One because Abu Dhabi and Bahrain have got it. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the interesting things about the Middle East. You've got, you know, you've got actually Bahrain, you've got Abu Dhabi, you've got Dubai, you've got—I mean, Saudi Arabia is now starting to catch up as well. I, I tell you one other thing about Dubai. A lot of people get. Do you know? I'll get, ask you a question. How much of their revenue,
1: Dubai, do you think comes from oil, percentage-wise? GDP. Uh, Right. Okay. that's a great question, because when I was there, that's what they were planning around, is moving it from oil. So I'm going to say now 30 percent. You'll get 30. Yeah. See, this is a perception that people have completely wrong
0: with Dubai. I'll I'll give you a clue. You're way too high. Have another guess. Well,
1: 15 percent. One percent only. Good God. Wow. But I mean, that that time I was there only twenty years ago, they were strategically looking to move away from oil. Wow, one percent—that's incredible. Good They're now word. massive in you know, obviously a lot of trade goes through Dubai. Yeah. They have huge
0: ports, DP ports. Yeah, uh, the banking and financial industry has grown dramatically. Travel and tourism and all of that sort of thing. I mean, you have Emirates Airlines brings in an absolute fortune to them. But the whole of the Middle East, with all the hotels and everything, has got a real travel and tourism bloom it's one of the meetings i was attending whilst out there actually was one of the biggest middle eastern travel and leisure media companies um so yeah look it's very interesting anyway look we're here for tech and transitional energy uh, although transitional energy is also very interesting to them out there because obviously they have a huge amount of sun um but it isn't sunny at night in fact because they're close to the equator you know the, the dawn and the dusk are pretty regular uh, and so they are also very interested in transitional energy and sort of long-duration energy storage. It's an area they're taking a lot of interest in. Um, And actually, fintech, again, is something that Dubai is really trying to to build up on uh, to get themselves as a centre for fintech. So, uh, there is a relevance there too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, And look, in the meantime, the markets were bloody horrific whilst I was away. I mean, you know, it's just, (laughs) I didn't miss a lot, did I? Because, and again, you know, you may see the footsie sometimes bouncing back up again, but take my word, down at the small end, the mid-cap end, these markets are horrific. There is just no liquidity. Um, it's, it's not pleasant at all. Trying to get deals done is very, very difficult. Um, I mean, the best deals we're seeing in the city at the moment are the brokers actually merging, like FinCap and Senkos. Uh, you can get those done because you can rip out a load of cost. But, as, you know, with UBS taking over Credit Suisse and firing a load of people, FinCap and Senkos will probably get rid of a few people where well, there's an overlap. It's going to be
1: plenty of people around to come and work in the industry. So <laughs> there will be. There will be. It has been a bloody tough week. You are not kidding. But we've had uh, we've had some company results as well and some of the relatively good news. And of course, we've seen the Bank of England move its interest rates, but being a bit more positive on the outlook for the economy, uh, which is a which is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, look, on interest rates, I mean, you
0: know, I, I, I cycled in this morning, was listening to the, the Radio 5 Live and the, the business section of it. And people moaning that, you know, the mortgage rate has gone up. I mean, they just forget, you know, when you and I were young, Phil, which I Italy was quite a long time ago. I, I think, you know, I remember interest rates at 12 percent. I mean, you know, yes. we, we've been living in this false world for too long. And the younger generation have got to realize, you know, actually, our interest rates are not high. They're well below the long term average. And, yeah. and you need to just adjust slightly. Of course, the problem is that property prices have gone to the roof. And so you need a bigger mortgage to buy your property than we did when we were young um and that obviously is one of the issues but anyway we need must move on to tech and transit obviously i've been away i haven't really been following the markets as closely as you have um so why don't you kick off with what you're seeing phil and i'll fill in and uh where i see any gaps
1: all right but fantastic. i probably
0: won't be catching you out this week because i i, I don't think i'll be able to
1: <laughs> oh dear oh dear well i'm not going to give you the opportunity if i can help it right so so quickly on to, to sort of long-term storage and uh i don't know what subject we cover, we always cover in this broadcast but um there was some data out from a company called uh, lcp delta uh, and they produced what we call a, this a store track report that they do on the mar- market for storage and they us european energy storage market uh hit an annual record in 2022 with 170 new grid battery storage projects adding nearly two gigawatts of capacity um but they're saying that uh you know this year coming there's going to be even more Oh, again, we talk about a lot about this and why it is. And uh, they're expecting 3.7 gigawatts of new capacity to become operational. Uh, most of that is concentrated in Western Europe. And the markets in Britain and Ireland remain the largest, most advanced, accounting for 56% of all projects. There you go. Not since 2018. Sorry, but
0: so, actually one little thing whilst on energy storage. Uh, since I've been back, I've had a lot of questions asked me, Andrew, why... Um, are people selling? Why uh, are the big shelters selling the energy systems? Because we've had some TR1s which look as though they have been, which has got other people worried, so they've sold. No one has been selling. First of all, um, some people had to put out a TR1 because they were diluted in the recent issue we did. Doesn't mean to say it's been selling, it's just didn't pine the, 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 the issue. And the other one on Schroeder's, please be aware, anybody listening, that Schroeder's own a certain amount of stock, I think it's about 24% as Schroeder's. But they also manage another chunk of stock, which is run by Schroder's, but isn't held as Schroder's. And so the combined holding, they have not sold any stock at all, I can assure you. Uh, The TR1s are very misleading. Um, It's a system that, you know, everybody's saying you have to put out announcements that that the market is not misled. The current way that RNSs and the TR1 system is, is regulated, unfortunately, creates a misleading situation. I shouldn't really say that. I'm sure the FCA would... Completely disagree with that, but it's reality. Uh, no one is selling; it's just simply changes um, from the fundraise. So the stock should bounce back up again. Anyway, sorry, carry on,
1: Phil. Okay. No, 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 no. Thanks for look. Thanks for clarifying that. I mean, that that also occurs for other companies as well. It's not just Infinity Energy Systems when you see these announcements come out. So it's always well worth seeking clarification on them and what the you know, what the movements in the holdings actually mean. But uh shifting on a gear um, and on to EV, you know, electric vehicle technologies now and EVs, Um, there was some news on Reuters, on Ford, um, and Ford is clearly developing uh, electric vehicles. And it was saying that the Model E generated an operating loss of $2 billion in 2022. Um So it's just highlighting uh, the, the scale of investment that's going into EV development we've always seen VW saying that they're investing some like 186 billion uh, euros over a number of years developing its model range so lots and lots of activity in this space um, a lot of money going into it and EV technologies uh, and this is something we at VSA follow very closely we've got companies in the space and there's a lot of activity in Europe uh, in this whole area so that was that was from Ford. yeah I mean it's I just don't I mean the numbers you're seeing are are, are
0: enormous the, these majors are just throwing money at some of these situations and it's quite interesting obviously we uh, we recently in January feels like recent but it was actually two months ago raised some money and took on equipment that's obviously heavily involved in the EV game and inverter game and also replacing um ICEs in buses with an EV um it, it's companies like that that are really in demand by these big majors because they just don't do these little things so they have to go and acquire them or outsource to them so um I think what you're saying you know these huge numbers you know then you look at an equipmate that's sitting there with a, a market cap I don't know about 50 million or something you know you could you can see why somebody would look at that and go god you can solve all my problems anyway that's just a yeah, small
1: thing are. on yeah. equipmate. hmm yeah yeah so so the space we were, were, were very closely involved with right moving on to tech now um and in the tech you know technology space we saw it was went through the COVID period big boom in cloud services it was always growing rapidly but it you know it got drove harder through through COVID uh, an it investment in in cloud and it services Um uh, the state from accenture Uh, which is uh, listed. Um, They lowered their revenue and profit forecasts and they're cutting 2.5% of their workforce. Now it's got such a huge workforce. This is 19,000 jobs that are going. Um, and they're saying, well, here it's Roger's report saying it's the latest sign of worsening global economic outlook, sapping corporate spending on IT services. Well, look, job losses are awful, and and for those that are impacted by the job cuts, but it's it's you know it's two and a half percent. You kind of think, you can imagine, there's an awful lot of recruitment's gone on in IT in the last three uh, three years as well. So you have to read these numbers very very carefully and have that have that in perspective. But there was a rider. A uh, Reuters survey of more than a thousand IT decision makers in U.S.-based enterprise technology saying that they're planning to reduce their 2023 budget growth, um, but 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 growth. And it, you know, it's growth, it's not contractual, It's growth expectations are now 3.4%, down from 5.6% increase captured in October 2022. So again, an element of perspective needed with this kind of. You know, that some of the news that were coming out, um, and that's I'm surprised. That's growth still expected of uh of over three percent, some inflationary in there, of course, but uh but nonetheless. So that's the wider IT news. And again, Andrew, you know, we, we 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 look a lot at uh and we comment on this. It really is important to see where spend is going in IT. Now, um we've had some company news while you've been away, Andrew. And the first one is uh from Wixent and tickers qxt 123 million market cap uh, we covered this one before we commented on it uh, and they provide uh, computing solutions into the gaming industry now i don't not can't say i'm a regular user with gaming machines i don't know if you are andrew but if you look at them and you see them the tech in there is very sophisticated in terms of the games the games that they run um, and so they, you know, their computer control Quicksand make the computers for these, these game machines sit in casinos all over the globe. Um, and they also make highly specialized rugged monitors that are used in control systems for things like uh, TV studio equipment, but also industrial control. So, you know, these are like touch interactive panels that are used for big control systems. Um, and they reported their four-year revenue, and they have said that uh, the revenue increased by 38% to just under £120 million. Pounds. Gaming was up by 57% to £74 million, and Densitron, which is rugged screens, was up by 15% to £45.8 million, So contributing to that strong overall growth, and that fed down to their profits, which were up from £5.4 million to £10.2 million to 10200000 pounds Uh, And just sort of things they've said, they saw strong order intake through 2022 uh, with a booked bill ratio in excess of one, i.e. it's positive. Uh, Gross margins recovering from supply chain disruption, stabilisation in component pricing and uh, freight costs reducing. So as Quixen, I thought that was all pretty positive for them. It all sounds like very clever stuff, way beyond my pay grade. Um, I'll take your word, it all sounds good. But putting a divvy up by 25 percent as well right so there no. we go so that's all good uh gamma communications andrew yeah keep right. going yeah gama Billy market cap um and gamma provide well it's communications but they do uh what's called soft pbx um so this is a pbx is the telephone switching system that you'll find in your office that switches calls coming in between the phones across offices and enterprises uh most of those are look, hardware systems on computer servers and will sit in offices around wherever but they're converting onto pure software solutions what are called soft pbx gamma provide those uh, gamma also provide what are called sick trunks, uh, these are um, high-speed uh, networks that run into enterprises, uh, Sit trunks. And, and they I say enterprises, this is small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and large ones as well. But basically, it's a high-speed comms network and, and allows you to run things like video and like Teams. So anyway, so they're providing services to SMEs, mid-sized businesses, and larger, but across the UK and Europe. Now, they reported their full-year results. Their revenue was up by 8% to uh, 485 million. Uh, gross margins of 51% on that. Uh, and I was looking more interesting at their cash flow. Their cash from operations was 99 million on revenues of just under 485 million. Um, so overall growth in cash equivalents of uh, 87% from just under 50 million up to 93 million. So good positive cash flow on this one. Um, The shares have been weak over um, time in the last 12 months, I think, Andrew, because they'd seen weaker business in Europe. Um, But they said here that the European side of things uh, grew by 1% to 73 million on that overall, 485 million. And they're starting to see, you know, increasing cloud PBX adoption, uh, but slower than forecast. But the UK... Saw very strong growth by 10% up to 115 million. So I thought just generally, you know, the profit was down slightly, but they took an exceptional item. So the profits were down 65 million, but an exceptional item of 12.5 million in there. So that had an impact. So overall, I think that looks like an improving situation for Gamma. Uh, communications and it's on an EV um, revenue of 1.9 times and 10.6 times EVE bits so not overly demanding and generating a lot of cash. It's on a PE of 22 times. Uh-huh. No, that's a little Depends of which one you want. Look, I mean
0: it's, what, what's interesting I mean it, as you say it looks interesting. It's been pretty flat for the last year or so at about £11, £11 £12. Peaked at £24. Yeah. Um, yeah obviously a lot of tech stocks are, are well underwater at the moment but yeah okay fair enough um yeah. but as you say i love strong cash flow and i'm sure you're going to mention later a company that has results that had terrible cash flow in my view but i'll talk about that when we get to it assuming you do get to it
1: <laughs> i think i know which one it is right in which case i'll move on very swiftly bytes technology group byit is a ticket 915 million market cap trading update uh, there are their IT services so they provide uh, let's say cloud security products but basically you know if you're a big corporation you need tech your software that you need security software that you need management systems and and they provide all of this uh, these IT services software licensing software asset management all sorts of IT services in there Um, and they had said that um, they have uh, probably trading, it's trading update, so delivered strong sales and profit growth, anticipated cash conversion, expect to be around 85%, uh, cash is of 73 million, and uh, here we go, yeah, gross profit, adjusted operating profit, full year, 20% up on the prior year, and they're seeing, so remember we commented on Accenture and cloud services and IT services, they're seeing twenty percent growth and very strong demand for software and IT services corporate and public sector clients too um and I've just said last set of results were the interims um and the interims to August end they had operating profits up by just under eighteen percent to twenty seven point three million uh, a revenue around ninety three point five million they got cash of thirty eight point five and they paid this was after payments for dividends of nearly 30 million. So, you know, again, this cash we're looking at this cash generation situation, but also growth in IT services there. Well, that is that. And just conscious of time here, Andrew, one more, and this is a smaller one. Uh SRT Marine, ticker is SOR8, SORA, 68 million market cap, trading update. Uh, and SRT Marine provide uh its automatic identification systems. Anyone that owns a boat will know about AIS. Uh, AIS goes on to all sorts of private boats, but also bigger bigger ships used all around the globe. It's a satellite identification system, says where vessels are. Uh, very, very important for, for tracking vessels, um, and particularly for search and rescue. Uh, they're expecting revenues the year to March to be £30 million, um, more than double the prior year, an EBIT profit of £2.5 And they have said that uh uh, results low so yeah systems business generate revenues of 18 million um versus uh okay and that they're saying that result this results are lower than market expectations for the current year five and that is due to a project with milestones being moved beyond the year. So not cancelled, but moved. Uh, And it's also announced that it's got a letter of intent for a new ghost car project worth 145 million. So I think that has helped the shares to bounce back. Okay, so that is it from me. So, Andrew, getting on to the company that...
0: uh, I was about to say, you've got to do the one that had 70 million
1: of cash flow out of it. Series series power? Correct. Yeah, well done. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes, series power, CWR's digger, 676 million market cap, fuel cells and electrolyzers for hydrogen and it was their full year results. So Andrew, go for it. No, you can do it. It's fine. Okay. Well, their full year results show that their revenue was 22.1 million pounds and in 2021, 30.8 million. Bear in mind, the market cap 676 million pounds. Anyway, they they say that's in line with previous guidance Um, that a gross profit of 13.1 million on those sales of 22.1 million and a loss of 45 million pounds. Uh, And their cash reduced from just under 250 million pounds at 2021 close to 182 million so a big cash outflow and why was that um most of it is pouring into r d still uh, on the fuel cells business um so they are increased by 48 percent to 21 29 million pounds on that they're also investing very heavily in um their solid oxide electrolyzer tech and they said that they plan to invest 100 million pounds in development of that. Um, and they're two years along this journey, quote. So there.
0: I think it's just a reminder. I mean, the one thing that Serres does have is a fantastic corporate structure with Bosch and Wan Chai. And yes. that is basically what is saving them. The cost of developing these um, yeah. fuel cells, batteries, whatever you name it. I mean, it is, it's huge. You need the right partners and corporate structure to be able to get through it. If you're going to be a small UK company uh, without it, without them, you will fail. Um, Anyway, uh, that's enough, as you say. So that's covered everything. And we've done that actually in in not too bad time, I think. Um,
1: Hopefully next week I'll have more to contribute, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you usually do, Andrew, but you've been away, so no problem at all. Very good. As
0: usual, at the end of all this, anybody's got anything they disagree with us, please let us know. If anybody's got anything you want us to talk about, please let us know. Anybody just wants to send us a check, let us know or sponsor us. Wouldn't it be nice if we were maybe sponsored by uh, Heineken Zero Zero, podcasters that do it alcohol free. Um, Anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, Speak to you next week, Phil. We'll do, Andrew. Look forward to it.